what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. And people sit there and they listen to all kinds of psychological garbage and how to be a better you. You can't be a better you unless you come to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And flesh and self is crucified. And you get up from there a new man. And you get up from there a new woman. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Move down, if you will, to verse 25. Luke 24, verse 25. Then he, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, after he was raised from the dead, then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And this morning I want to use for a subject, preaching just a few minutes, who Jesus is and what he did. Who Jesus is and what Jesus did. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come before you today, I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl that has gathered here. Those that are here in this place, those by the internet, those by radio. Lord, I pray today that something might be said or done that will meet a need. Anoint me, Lord, to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, may your people hear it and receive it and be drawn closer to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. And amen. Jesus Christ is the central figure in the world today. Let me say that again. Jesus Christ is the central figure in the world today. Now, most of you will say, well, Brother James, most of the world out here don't believe in Jesus Christ. And you're right. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. But still, he is the central figure in the world today. At Christmas time, there are people that get all bent out of shape because of a manger scene being displayed in public. In some stores that you work in, you can be reprimanded or even fired. For wishing someone Merry Christmas. 
Our public school systems has gone out of the way to keep Jesus Christ out of the classroom. I heard just this week a young girl was singing, Jesus loves me. This I know. She was singing that song on the playground at recess time and a teacher reprimanded her and told her that she could not sing that song on the playground at school. I understand if this young lady had been singing it and disturbing class and disrupting the class while the teacher is trying to teach. I understand that. But on the playground... On her time, Jesus loves me, this I know, and a teacher is going to tell her that she can't sing about Jesus. Why? It might offend somebody. Atheists, they don't believe in God. They get all offended when you mention Jesus Christ. They don't believe it. Why do you get so offended? Why do you feel so threatened? By the name of Jesus Christ. And you don't believe in it. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I don't believe in vampires and werewolves. So I don't get offended when people start talking about it. I don't get bent all out of shape when programs come on TV and they're promoting that kind of thing. I don't believe in that stuff, so I am not going out here to the store and buying garlic and putting it all over the house because of some vampires. I'm not going to the store trying to buy some silver bullets because somebody believes in werewolves. I don't feel threatened by it because I don't believe it. And why do atheists get being all out of shape and make a big deal over something they don't believe in? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus Christ is God. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. I said Jesus Christ is God. We don't call them Christmas trees anymore. Somebody might get offended. Call it a holiday tree. Don't call them Christmas lights anymore. We call them holiday lights. People get offended. Been all out of shape over the name Jesus Christ. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Someone asked him, Why is it that the Muslims hate us so much? And he thought a moment. He said, with the Jews, it goes back to Abraham with Isaac and Ishmael. For America, it's Jesus Christ. That's why they hate us so much. And do you realize today that here in America... Despite the events of 9-11, there is still more hatred in this nation for Jesus Christ than there is Allah and Muhammad. There's no other name in the world that's more profane, lambasted, lampooned, degraded 
that in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is God. There was a television special on just this week talking about the life of Christ. I heard the man say, he said, the evidence is overwhelming that Jesus Christ existed. The evidence is overwhelming that he was one of the greatest teachers the world has ever known. The evidence is overwhelming that thousands of people were healed during the time that he walked this earth. He said the evidence is overwhelming that Jesus Christ was crucified and was raised from the dead the third day. I like to fell out of my chair on the floor when he said that. But then he said, that does not prove that Jesus Christ is God. I said, you fool. My brother James, that's kind of harsh for you to be talking about. That's what Jesus said right here. I just read it to you this morning. He told his own disciples. They were with him for three and a half years. They never missed a sermon. Never man spake like this man. They saw the miracles take place day after day. And Jesus said, you fools and slow of heart to believe. And they saw it with their eyes. How much today is there unbelief in the church? You fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Just a short time prior to this. Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. The disciples were with him. He asked them, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say that you're a lie. Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're John the Pentecostal. Some say you're John the Free Will Baptist. Some say you're John the Original Free Will Baptist. Some say that you're Pentecostal Original Free Will Baptist. Some say you're Southern Baptist. Some say you're Methodist. Some say that you're Catholic. Some say that you're Presbyterian. Some say that you're a good prophet. The Muslims say, Jesus, that you're a great prophet. The Mormons say that you're the brother of Lucifer. The Jehovah's Witnesses say that you're Michael the Archangel. And I could go on and on and on and on of people who say Jesus is this and Jesus is that. We got preachers today that say Jesus is a psychological Jesus. Jesus is a rich Jesus and he wants everybody to be rich. Who do men say that I am? Let me ask you this morning, who do you say that he is? And that's what he asked his disciples. 
Who do you say that I am? Who is He? Who is Jesus Christ to you? Is it a name that rolls off your lips, sir, when you mash your finger with a hammer? Is it just a swear word to you that you use when somebody cuts you off in traffic? Is the name of Jesus something that you just let roll off of your lips on Sunday morning? Who is Jesus Christ to you? Well, Brother James, he's my Savior. Praise God. Glory to God. I'm glad to hear it. Let me ask you this. Is he the Lord of your life? You see, some people want to accept Jesus for some fire insurance. He's Savior, but is He Lord? Do you talk to Him every day? Do you have a relationship with Christ? Who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter spoke up and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now I want you to think about what I've just said. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. If Jesus Christ was just a man, that would be one thing. But if Jesus Christ is God, that's something else altogether. If Jesus Christ is God, that means that you're going to have to stand before Him one day and give an account. I said, you are going to have to stand before Jesus Christ one day and give an account. And here's the thing, you can stand before Him now as your Savior and be forgiven of your sins today. Or you will stand before Him one day and He will be your judge at the great white throne judgment and He will have you thrown into a lake of fire to burn forever and forever. Which is it? Thou art the Christ, the Son, the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And he said, I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. The church is not built on original free will Baptist. The church is not built on Presbyterian. The church is not built on Methodist doctrine. The church, regardless of what your denomination is today, the church is built and founded on that rock, Jesus Christ, who He is, which is God, and what He did at Calvary's cross. That is the undergirding foundation. For Christianity, regardless of what the denomination is. But the church today is shifting off of its foundation.
because preachers that stand behind the pulpit don't believe it. Preachers that don't believe that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. Preachers that do not believe that this Bible that I hold in my hands is the Word of Almighty God. Preachers that do not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, but yet they stand behind that sacred desk Sunday after Sunday and they preach poison to the people. And people sit there and they listen to all kinds of psychological garbage and how to be a better you. You can't be a better you unless you come to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And flesh and self is crucified. And you get up from there a new man. And you get up from there a new woman. Raised to walk in a newness of life. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Changed down on the inside. Born again of the Spirit of God. That's the only way you're going to be a better you. Is to kneel at the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ. Give him the reins of your life. He'll change your life. He'll change your situation. All the pieces of your life that's just floating out here and you don't know where you're going. You don't know what to do with your life. Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he can put your life together. He said, I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ and Him crucified is the keys to eternal life. And what you do with those keys will determine your eternal destination. What are you going to do with those keys? Church, what are we doing with our keys? Are we keeping our keys within the four walls of the building? Or are we going out? That's why we've got the website set up, establishedinthefaith.com. That's why we're on radio every Sunday morning. That's why we're on WLLY out of Wilson five days a week. We're trying to get the gospel out to this lost and dying world. But I'm afraid today the church has lost its keys. How many of you ever lost your keys? Last time Haven and I went up there to see Miss Mayfer. Up there in Raleigh, on her car. She had a key to the car, and I did too. We both got out and left both our keys in the car and locked the car up. Really? Didn't realize it after we'd done gone in and stayed with Miss Mayfer for about an hour. Come outside, and it was raining. Reached in my pocket, and there weren't no keys. Looked in there, there they are, in the ignition. Well, Haven, where's your key? Oh, well, there it is in the ashtray. Well, that's doing a lot of good. And we're out there with coat hangers picking and prodding. The church today has lost its keys because we have lost the meaning of the Bible. And the meaning of the Bible, the story of the Word of God, is Jesus Christ, who He is, and what He did at Calvary's cross. The Gospel. You churches that are looking for a pastor right now, listen to me. You better be careful who you hire and put behind the sacred desk. Because if they're not preaching Jesus Christ, who He is, which is God, and what He did at Calvary's cross, He's preaching another Jesus 
And he's preaching another gospel. Let me read it to you. Galatians 1, verse 6. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you. See, if you get the wrong preacher behind the pulpit, you're asking for trouble. If you get a preacher that don't believe this right here, this Bible that I hold in my hands, church, you're asking for trouble. There'll be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which have been preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we've said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. And other, let, me, let me spell it out and be a little blunt. Let him go to hell. That also means that those that are sitting out in the pew listening to such trash, they're going to hell too because they're believing a lie. Another Jesus. Another gospel. And every message has got a spirit behind it. Oh, let let me let me say that again. Every message has got a spirit behind it. If it's not Jesus Christ and Him crucified, or the message that that minister preaches is not come back in some way to that foundation, that, that rock, Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did, if it does not come back to that, in some way it's wrong. And the Holy Spirit is not going to move in a message like that. The only way the Holy Spirit works is Romans 8 and verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And this little scripture that I read to you at the beginning of the message today, two of the disciples, they were on their way over to the village of Emmaus. And they were talking between themselves of the events that had just transpired. And the Bible says that Jesus just come up walking behind them. And they didn't know who he was. And he said, hey, what you fellas talking about? He said, we're talking about Jesus of Nazareth, that, that mighty prophet of God. Notice what they said, that mighty prophet. You read it there in Luke 24. That mighty prophet of God in word and deed. How the scribes, the rulers, had him crucified. And we thought that he was the Redeemer who was to redeem Israel. And three days ago they had him crucified. But you know there were some women in our camp this morning that they went down to the tomb and said there won't nobody there. They come back talking about seeing angels and all this kind of stuff. 
And some other of us went down there and found, as the women had said, and they said all of this in doubt and unbelief. And then that's when Jesus said, You fools and slow of heart to believe. And then he opened to them the Scriptures, beginning back in Moses, the book of Genesis, and coming on up through the Scriptures, and told them all the things that pertain to Christ, who He is, and what He did. When Jesus asked that question, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus at that moment began to tell them that He would be crucified and that He would raise from the dead three days later. The story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is the story of Jesus Christ, who He is, and what he did. What did he do? God became a man, lived a perfect life. He did what you and I could not do. He died on a cross to pay the price for our sins, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the resurrection is proof that Jesus lived a perfect life and that all our sins are atoned. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.